Welcome back to the West Wolf Podcast. I am your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J. Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, it's looking more and more like my prediction was correct. Russell Westbrook will be a Laker. Seems like most of the fan base has come to that realization after some very positive comments from Jeannie Buss, and we'll get into all that. We'll get into the Lakers season, but Russell Westbrook is most likely going to be a Laker, so it's time to fire back up the Westbrook Podcast. Guys, remember, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public CastBox, and much, much more. But guys, let's talk about how much fun I had after Jeannie Buss said what she said about Russell Westbrook right now. <laughs> hey fam <laughs> Hey they was mad They was mad So Jeannie Buss Okay I'm sorry So Jeannie Buss She came out and said To her the best player last season Was Russell Westbrook Due to his availability His consistency He played most of the games He worked hard every night He was out there He was playing Right They were so mad And I had so much fun with it Oh, man, if you follow me, J.D. Jackson at Always and Forever Art, I just had so much fun. I got to the point to where I was just singing stuff because I knew it was going to piss everybody off. Okay? I, d- I know. I was wrong. I know. I know. My wife told me about myself. She said I was doing too much. But I was having so much fun. But nonetheless, guys, that's what Jenny Buss said. And I think it made people come to a, a realization that it was more likely that Russell Westbrook would be a Los Angeles Laker. Now, what has also happened right before that is they traded for Patrick Beverly, as we understand. They got they got rid of Stanley Johnson, THT, for Patrick Beverly. Now, I was a little bit thrown off by the Stanley Johnson addition to the trade because I feel like on a team that already is hurting for wings, um, that they should have tried to keep all of their wings. Um, that's my opinion. Nonetheless, they did it to get the defensive-minded player that is Patrick Beverly. Now, you guys know here on the Westbrook Podcast, I've always been under the indication that Russell Westbrook could be a Laker for another season. I wasn't too worried about that for the most part since, you know, May, June. Um, I just think they didn't get to play together enough. I think they didn't get to put enough minutes together enough, games together enough. I thought that roster was old, slow, and poor defensively. And I think that they want to do what I want to do. They want to see 20 to 25 games with this roster with younger players, with a healthy big three. Anthony Davis didn't play most of the season. LeBron James was hurt for a large chunk of the season. Russell Westbrook was the only one of the three that really played a large majority. And that team was not equipped for Russell Westbrook to be the lone star at all. Now, for Lakers fans listening to the podcast, I am not saying that they should build the roster around Russell Westbrook, that would be asinine. They should definitely build it around who their first two options are. I am just saying, if that's the case, and your first option basically doesn't play at all, and your second option misses a chunk, that team isn't at all equipped to be around the third one. Period. Now, before everybody say I'm making excuses, Russell Westbrook said himself in his exit interview he underperformed. He said it himself multiple times throughout the season. He underperformed for his standard. He 100% did. So I'm not making excuses. I'm simply saying 
the roster wasn't equipped. First of all, the roster was bad outside of the big three. It just wasn't good. But it most definitely wasn't equipped for Russell Westbrook to be the first option, second, first, third, 15th. I'm just being funny with the 15. It wasn't equipped for that. He was clearly supposed to be the third option when he was traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. Playing Melo at the five, it hurt. Playing DJ, starting DJ, it hurt. Those players are older. They don't move the way they used to. This roster they have now, Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryan, who can run up and down the floor, he can shoot a little bit. Troy Brown Jr., who can keep people in front of him. Patrick Beverly, who can keep someone in front of them. That is almost as if they have a contingency plan this season. It's like, I hear all the time people say, well, I think Patrick Beverly would be great with Anthony Davis behind him. Or I think this person would be great with Anthony Davis behind him. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. But oftentimes Anthony Davis is injured. So oftentimes he's not on the floor. Last year, everything was predicated on old legs, half Anthony Davis behind them. Anthony Davis wasn't there. This year, they have a contingency plan. Fine. When Anthony Davis is healthy, we'll really get up in everyone defensively. We'll try to force them to make mistakes. We'll filter everything to the middle of Anthony Davis and we'll live with it. Right? However, this year they say, if he goes down, we have players we believe can stay in front of their offensive player. We have Troy Brown Jr. We believe he can stay in front of his offensive player that he's guarding. We have Patrick Beverly. We believe he can stay in front of the offensive player that he is guarding. We have Damian Jones, who we believe can stay in front of his offensive player. That's what I think they're trying to do. It isn't about the players particularly being better offensive players. It's about getting players that they think are better two-way players. Period. Because the truth is, offensively, if for the love of God, they stay healthy, it is up to LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony Davis to make the offensive players around them good offensive players or service offensive players because they're the ones who are going to have the ball in their hands. They are trying to make a concerted effort to say, if Anthony Davis goes down or if Anthony Davis is load managed, we have young defenders who can run all over the place and potentially keep the offensive player in front of them. And not everything filtered to Anthony Davis. He may not be there. I'm not wishing that. I hope Anthony Davis is healthy. He can play 82 games minus whatever games they load manage him back-to-backs. Okay? I'm just saying. That's what I see. No one's talking about that. Everyone is trying to trash this season before it gets started. I am not a pessimistic person. I've never been that. What I see is they got younger, longer. Younger, longer, faster. They got defenders. They got two-way players. 
Troy Brown Jr. can handle the basketball and pass and play defense. Do I think he's elite? No. But I think he's good to have on this particular team with what you have to choose from. Because he can play both sides of the ball. Patrick Beverly can keep someone in front of him. And y'all know how I feel about Patrick Beverly. I'll never forget what he did. But he can keep someone in front of him. And he can hit 36, 37, 38% from three. Now, do I think he's a shooter? No. But if he can give us 36, 37, 38 from three and keep a defender and keep an offensive player in front of him, that's better than what we had last year. I mean, how many players did we have last year who could do that? That's what they did. They got younger, leaner, taller, longer, faster. Now, should they bring back Melo? That's a debate. I couldn't stand his defense at the five. But they do have, I guess now they have Anthony Davis. They have Troy Brown. Or I said Troy Brown Jr., sorry. Uh, Thomas Bryant. So I guess they got multiple bigs. So maybe that isn't the case. But he can't shoot. I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to see what other things that they do. Kendrick Nunn's coming back. People forget about that. Well, okay. Well, we think Kendrick Nunn's coming back. He has the worst bone bruise in the history of bone bruises. So I shouldn't say that. I'm not reporting that. I don't know. But my gosh, he needs to come back. But they believe that these people can keep people in front of them. JTA, they believe that he's 6'9", or I'm sorry, he's 6'6", I think, long. They think that he can keep someone in front of them. So that's that's where we're at. And we have Jay Huff, I think. So that's where we're at. That's all they tried to do. I'm not going to say this team is going to be poor. I'm not going to say this team is going to be bad. I'm not going to say they're going to go the first 20 games and be 8-12, and 12, which is some of the crap I see out there. I'm saying, I don't know. Let's wait and see. Because we didn't see them with Coach Ham with a plan. I mean, this man already know. He, he did, I mean, Patrick Beverly has been a, a member of the Lakers for 48 hours. And he was already like, I already got lineups. I already know how I want to do. Good. You got a plan already. We haven't seen him with a new coach. A whole new coach and staff. Other than Phil Handy. New philosophies. We haven't seen him with a healthy big three. We haven't seen these young players with that yet. So, I'm going to guess what? I don't work in hypotheticals, yo. I want to know. By seeing, okay, last year we were old and slow and we had a bunch of one-way players. This year they're not great offensive players, but they can play both sides of the ball. It's up to our stars to make them better and to stay healthy. Let's see what that looks like. We don't know yet. And no, I don't think the big three played enough games together consistently to say, nah, that's trash. I don't. My worry with the big three is if two of the big three are going to stay healthy. LeBron James is 40. I mean, he in year 20. You know, he's not technically 40. You know, I think he turned 38 in December or something like that. So I don't want anybody to act like I'm not technically he's 40. He's just old. He's been in the league 20 years. Anthony Davis is notorious for having knickknacks and injuries. Because I just haven't seen them on the on the basketball court enough to say 
they're, they don't work. I don't know. They, they never got a chance to figure anything out. And the people they had around them could only do one thing. And lines that, that, that were playing didn't even make sense. THT and Russell Westbrook together made sense how? It, it made zero sense ever. Not one time did that make sense. But that's what played. And going back back to the defense, because I think that was the biggest issue. Did you expect for Wayne Ellington to keep someone in front of him? Did you expect for THC to keep someone in front of them? What other role players were there? Did you expect for DJ to keep someone in front of them? What about Dwight Howard? Did you, ex- did you seriously expect for a reason to go out there and keep someone in front of him? Well, I guess we all kind of thought that maybe he would do that, but he didn't. Did you think that IT was going to keep someone in front of him? Did you expect for William Gabriel to keep someone in front of him? Did you even know who he was before he started playing? The answer is probably no. But they expect for Patrick Beverly to. They expect for Troy Brown Jr. to. They expect those players to be able to keep people in front of them. Whether Anthony Davis is on the floor or not. That's all there is to it. They just wanted two-way players who can run up and down the floor, play some defense, and potentially hit an open shot, cut, things like that, finish. LeBron James, Ross Westbrook, Anthony Davis, if they're healthy, their expectation is they'll take care of the rest of it. Let's wait and see if it works. Let's wait to see the philosophies. Let's wait to see the sets. Let's wait to see all of that stuff. Wait 20 games, and then we can talk about how terrible it is or how great it is. That's all I ask. But right here is where we'll break things. Thank you guys so much for listening to the West Wolf Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Jackson. As always, you can find me on Twitter, J.D. Jackson at Always and Forever Art, and on YouTube at J-Rock Soccer and Basketball Sessions. Guys, thank you much for listening to the podcast. Remember, please, please hit that subscribe button. I'm on all the major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio, Public CastBox, and much, much more. So please, please hit that subscribe button. Guys, you will hear from me again on Friday. I'm so happy that we're so close to the NBA season. Training camp only about three weeks away, which means that LeBron James' pre-camp that he has with his players should be only about two weeks away. But as always, until next time, peace.